What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host. They are the ones running this show here. They're at the wheel, they're at the helm, and they are the ones that are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. And like I always say, like the Bible always says, as long as you have no fear, right, and you give up complete surrender of your life to God and Jesus Christ. No matter what storm you're going through, no matter how rocky the waves are or how big the seas are, uh, you know, he's they're going to steer you. God's going to steer you to a safe harbor. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, so yesterday we finished off reading the book of Mark. And I, first off, uh, I want to say I apologize for my latency. Uh, I've actually been trying to get a, a video or excuse me, an audio here to uh, to to, you know, play here um it was a video that i found on youtube and (laughs) and it was it was only about two minutes long so i converted it to mp3 uploaded it and i always try to play my sound audio you know my audio files before i go live because if i don't sometimes they like to freeze up on me and it's just no fun and it's embarrassing and so anyway i'd rather kind of be a little late than have an audio file not play but it wasn't playing and then when i finally decided to give up on it I hit record and uh, and then <laughs> I, I stupid Podbean, I tell you. So when I hit record, then my intro music wasn't playing after I had just tested that. I just I tell you, sometimes Podbean, I just want to throw it out the window. I wish there was a better alternative. And maybe one day if God has it in his will and I was blessed with the resources, I am legitimately going to start my own podcast platform. It's going to be completely like. I'm going to make sure I have the best text, right? God willing. I mean, because it's so hard to find a good podcasting platform that doesn't blip out all the time, that doesn't. And then if you do find one that's good, then they're charging you through the nose, you know, to, to use their platform. And then you're only, you know, you, you pay a hundred dollars a month and you're only allowed to put out no more than 30 hours a month or 20 hours a month of, of audio. It's like, what is that? You know, that's, that's stupid. So anyway, There's my little tyrant, you know, tirade there. Well, maybe if I could get this video, you know, the MP3 to play tomorrow, I'll play it tomorrow. It was very interesting. It was just hearing the perspective of some man. Uh, I don't even know who he is, but it looked like it was like an interview um, with some man. I, I have his name now, but his his last name was Fry. Maybe it was Stephen Fry, but it was just his outlook on God and um, and what he would say to God when he got if if and when he got to heaven. And uh, this guy apparently is an atheist, right? And so it was his his response was very interesting. So I kind of wanted to play that and kind of comment on it. But 
probably God said, no, we're not playing that. So that's probably why it didn't work. So whatever. Um, but anyway, so we're going to we're going to get rocking here just because we are a little late. So today I decided I was reading out of the book of Titus in the New Testament. So we're going to be reading Titus. It's going to be very short, um, only three days, and we'll be through that book. Um, I was thinking about starting with Psalms, but I was like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to start with that. Uh, cause that's why I got a lot of books in it. So this one, I'm like, yeah, I feel, I'll feel a sense of accomplishment because then I'll be like, Hey, we got through two books. Titus is only three chapters. So, <laughs> so, all right. So we're going to be reading though, cha- uh, Titus chapter one, and these are actually fairly short, actually, believe it or not, uh, which is serves perfectly for today because today is a, his hardline discussion. And I have that scheduled for, um, 10 after eight. So, It kind of works out, I guess. So let me pull up my window here. So, okay. So chapter one in the book of Titus, and I'm reading out of the New American Bible today, the New American Bible Revised Edition. Like I said, I bounced back and forth from that to the NASB. And anybody that's new that might be listening to this on the download down the road or later on tomorrow or the next week, just keep in mind, I always like to put this out there once in a while. I am not a pastor. I am not a minister. I'm not a priest. Thank God. Um, I'm not any of that. I'm not a biblical scholar or anything like that. I'm just a, I'm a fuel hauler. I haul gas, I haul ethanol, and I make it my point, uh, make it a point every day to spend 15 minutes minimum with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and God by reading at least a chapter a day in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, which is why the show is called 1% with Him. So anybody that's new, if you didn't catch it in the intro or the outro, or I think I have it in the intro, um, but that's why it's called 1% with Him. So. Okay, chapter one. Uh, Let's see here, the greeting. So Paul, a slave of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ for the sake of the faith of God's chosen ones and the recognition of religious truth in the hope of eternal life that God, who does not lie, promised before time began, who indeed at the proper time revealed his word in the proclamation with which I was entrusted by the command of God our Savior to Titus, my true child in our common faith, grace and peace from God, the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. For this reason, I left you in Crete so that you might set right what remains to be done and appoint presbyters in every town as I directed you, on condition that a man be blameless, married once, with believing children who are not accused of licentiousness or rebellious. For a bishop, as God's steward, must be blameless, not arrogant, not irritable, not a drunkard, not aggressive, not greedy, or sordid or for sordid gain, but hospitable, a lover of goodness, temperate, just, holy, and self-controlled, holding fast to the true message as taught, so that he will be able both to exhort with sound doctrine and to refute opponents. For there are also many rebels idle talkers and deceivers, especially the Jewish Christians. It is imperative to silence them as they are upsetting whole families by teaching for sordid gain what they should not. One of them, a prophet of their own, once said, 
Cretans have always been liars, vicious beasts, and lazy gluttons. That testimony is true. Therefore, admonish them sharply so that they may be sound in the faith. Instead of paying attention to Jewish myths and regulations of people who have repudiated the truth, to the clean all things are clean, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is clean. In fact, both their minds and their consciences are tainted. They claim to know God, but by their deeds they deny Him. They are vile and disobedient and unqualified for any good deed. And that is the full reading of Titus chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. You know, these last couple of verses here where it says, To the clean, all things are clean, but those that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is clean. In fact, both their minds and their consciences are tainted. And I'm going to repeat verse 16 where it says, They claim to know God. This is powerful. They claim to know God, but by their deeds they deny him. By their deeds they deny him. I got a friend at work. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, and if he does, he's going to know I'm probably talking about him, but him and I are on pretty solid ground. I'm not talking ill will of him, but I've I've kind of brought this up in, in past conversations that we've had because, you know, the guy still kind of engages in um, uh, pornography. We'll just say that, all right? And yet, you know, he claims to be a Christian, and he knows his Bible. Believe it or not, the guy reads his Bible. He knows a lot. Um, in fact, him and I, we've had some pretty deep conversations, as a matter of fact, um, about the Bible. I mean, seriously, the guy actually kind of got me thinking on some things. So in that aspect, you know, he, he is, you know, glorifying God by talking scripture. Right. Um, but but, you know, then as he tells me, you know, because, you know, we're pretty good friends. You know, he tells me some of these things that he's still engaging. He's like, well, you know, God will forgive me, you know, like, and he's not doing it. Like, how should I put this? He's not using his Christian faith as a, as a crutch. Boy, I'm trying to, I'm trying to articulate myself here properly. He engages in it, but like not on like a daily basis, right? Like when it does happen and he falls weak, right? I'm talking like that, not like on a daily basis where it's like obsessive. Like that once in a great while, he'll, you know, the you know, devil creeps in, says, hey, just open up that web browser. Go ahead and go go on that porn site. It's fine. Your wife is in a shower. She's away. She's shopping. It's fine. Right. He has that moment of weakness. And because the spirit of, you know, the, the, the armor of God's broken down. And so that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get in there. And so. That's what he was talking about, like, you know, on the once in a while occasion. And, and when he does fall short, and listen, we all fall short. I'm the, I'll be the first to admit that, but not with that crap. I used to be heavily engaged in, in, in watching pornography, not anymore. Um, in fact, I kicked that to the curb a few years ago. Thank God. Praise God. And thank you, God, for breaking me down into a billion pieces to rebuild me into the man that I am today and continuing to build me up. I tell you, God works in great ways, but... You know, he keeps saying, well, God will forgive me. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's just go on that premise. It's like your kids. They'll do something, you know, that they don't often do, right? That they don't often do, but they still do something that they know is wrong because they had a moment of weakness, whatever, you know, whether it be, you know, they took a little swig of beer, you know, or that open wine bottle, or they stole $10 out of your wallet, 
uh, because they needed, you know, whatever, right? They wanted this, that, or the other. Um, uh, or maybe they lied to you about, you know, when they got home. I don't know. My kid's six, and I'm still, she's now starting to figure out, <laughs> trying to, how to figure out how to lie to us. <laughs> and we keep calling her out every time. It's funny. Um, but she's not too bad, actually. She's a really good kid. But, you know, kids do that. And so back to, like, his example, it's not like he does it all the time, but once in a while, he has a week time, weekday, and then it occurs. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to forgive our children, but, at, at, you know, there's going to come some consequences, though. We're not just going to just turn a blind eye to their, you know, their one-off, you know, once in a while behavior that, you know, isn't daily. There still has to be consequences and a lesson that needs to be taught because, you know, listen, you're not you're not living your best you know version of yourself. If you're you know, if you know for a fact that you're still going to fall short of that, like you, you, we got to figure something out. You should not be lusting over dead images. Right. And so it's just one of those things that, you know, it's just one of those things that you just. It's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, I'm sure God will forgive you, man, right? But are you actively engaging in trying to kick that and really fighting the devil on that, right? And say, no, I'm not going to fall to a weak mind and allow that to overtake me. Because, again, that last part of that verse 16 says, you know, they are vile and disobedient and unqualified for any good deed. It's like, you know, you may... You may claim to know God, but your deeds are showing otherwise, right? Like you don't want to be a, an intentional hypocrite. And I try very hard myself. And I, listen, you want me, if I'm going to be honest, you want to know what my big thing is? I have a potty mouth. And for a while I was doing really good. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden now I, you know, not it. Yeah. Got a potty mouth. So I'm really working actively now to, to watch that because a, it's not classy, number one. Number two, I got a parrot for a daughter. She likes to repeat what the old man says. And number three, quite frankly, God, and, and this should have been number one, God does not like a potty mouth. So that's my bad thing. I am trying to kick my potty mouth big time. And, uh, and no, I'm not going to use the fact that, oh, I'm a trucker. It's fine. All truckers have bad mouths. Farmers have bad mouths. You know, military service members, men and women have been. No, I'm not going to try to rely on that crutch because, you know, at the end of the day, I know some very stand up gentlemen that drive a truck for a living and you don't hear half the crap that comes out of most, you know, men's mouths. So it's just, you know, how are you how are you how are your actions reflecting in your so-called belief in God? Right. That's what I ask. And and so. Yeah, it's just a very interesting, you know, it's a very interesting uh, book. And like I said, so that's, this is one of three books. And, um, you know, just to kind of go over just a quick little summary. So like in the introduction, Paul clearly identifies himself as the letter's author and the apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, um, now Paul calls himself a bondservant of God from the Greek word uh, doulos, I think is what that's called. Yeah. And so this term is an important metaphor. So one who voluntary, von, voluntarily gives up his service according to someone else's will is a dolos of that other person. So it means, you know, committing one's time, energy and efforts to benefit of someone else. And in this case, it describes Paul's Christian commitment to God at the cost of his own interest. 
And so in verses one, you know, five through nine provides a list of elder uh, qualifications, which Titus was to use in selecting or appointing church leaders. And this list, along with one Timothy three, uh, one through seven, includes the qualifications which have been used to select elders and pastors and church leaders since New Testament times. And they include character, family leadership, and the teaching ability. And the last trait includes an ability to rebuke those who contradict sound doctrine. And you find that uh, referenced in Titus 1.9. And so verses 10 through 16, the rest of it speaks about false teachers in Crete. And these men taught that circumcision was required for Christians and upsetting entire families in the process. Um, you know, and Paul commanded Titus to rebuke them sharply with the goal that they would not be sound or accurate in their faith. And so the book of Titus, though, it's a letter written by the uh, Apostle Paul to a Christian leader on the island of Crete. And this is one of Paul's three pastoral epistles where he offers instructions to younger believers caring for large groups of others. And Paul uses this book of Titus to emphasize the importance of selecting church elders carefully. And that is very important. But nowadays, we don't see, we don't really see too many solid um, church leaders anymore, especially if they're part of the you know 501c3 model. We don't see any solid church leaders. Uh, very, very few are out there. And so, yeah, many of the topics discussed in Titus are mentioned elsewhere in the New Testament, though, you know, the details of the message are specifically for Titus and the believers of Crete. They offer insight, you know, insight, you know, they offer insight useful, which are useful to, you know, for churches today. So, so that is all I have for you today. We are going to end on a prayer. I pray to God that this music plays. <laughs> hey. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time together. Um, thank you for your book and for the reading tonight. And as usual, we always ask you that you continuously guide our thoughts and that you guide our words and our actions because we want to do the best that we can to live out our life as the best version of ourselves. We always want to continuously strive to be the better, a better man or woman uh, than we were the day prior. We want to do that with Jesus Christ, your son, in our hearts. We want to do that serving your people, serving the orphans and widows and the defenseless and the elders and just those that can't fight for themselves. Give us the courage and give us the orders that you need us, you know, where you need us to help, you know, the defenseless. Um, and as usual, we always thank you for another day of life and giving us breath in our lungs. Thank you for good health, our homes, the ability to earn an income so that we can feed our families and bless others by charitable giving. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you today. I am going to be back here in about a couple minutes. We're going to do a His Hardline discussion. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into uh, a topic called the dawn of human history. So come over, check that out. I Like I said, it's supposed to start 10 after 7. That's in about two more minutes, two, three more minutes. So if I'm like a minute or two late, 
forgive me. I'm going to try to upload a couple pieces of audio. Um, so if I'm about five minutes past that, my bad. So we will be back on the other side. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest updates.